0: Please take your Bibles with me, if you would, and turn to Psalm chapter 78. We're continuing our thought this week on Pass the Baton. Pass the Baton. Let's go ahead and read our text again, Psalm chapter 78, verses 1 through 8. The Bible says this, Give ear, O my people, to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He established a testimony in Jacob, and appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, whose spirit was not steadfast with God. As we looked at yesterday, here's Asaph, a man living in probably pretty decent times. He is the chief musician or chief psalmist in David's kingdom, therefore the temple or the tabernacle service, and then later on the temple service. He's also a prophet, we find, from the word of God. And so here he's writing, and granted all these, these psalms, they would be sung as songs there in the temple worship, but at the same time, he's using this as a message and there's a prophetic aspect to to this, of course, as well, but he is giving this to the Jews in David's time or if you'll allow me to say it this way, he's giving it to the present generation and he's giving them a challenge that they need to be passing on the truth they have received not changed. It needs to be the same truth that they pass on to the next generations. But there's some specific things we see he begins to deal with that they need to pass on. We'll, we'll get to those in a little bit. So we, we kind of concluded yesterday, and our, our challenge was really this. We need some people just like Asaph, that have a concern for the next generation. And you won't be passing on the truth unless you do have a concern for the next generation. A lot of people, they're only concerned about themselves and what I've done and what I'm going to do. Why don't we see the older generations investing into the younger generations so that the younger generations can go farther with God and for God than they ever were able to be than they were ever able to go. We ought to be seeing that. That's even Paul, when he was teaching Timothy, was telling him the same things that I'm teaching you. He said, you need to be giving to faithful men that they can teach others also. You see, there should be that continuation of the truth. That way, nothing's ever lost. In fact, rather, it ought to be, and I know you can't improve upon the Word of God, so please take it with, with a grain of salt, that's not what I'm talking about. But our truth, if anything, ought to be purified and, and passed on better, maybe, maybe better organized or, or, or better drilled into their heads and, and better followed and, and more of our lives so that it can become even more a part of their lives so that they can make even a bigger difference for God. That ought to be the attitude behind some of this. We've got to pass the baton. Now we are coming to a point even in our society where the a lot of the older generation uh, of Baptists and, and and or Christians, however you want to say that, that that um had the truth, they knew about holy living. There a lot of them are passing off the scene. And we're losing some things and some of the truth that is being passed on to a lot of the next generation. I've used this example before. I used it last week. Um, people used to be con- have a concern about keeping the Lord's day holy. Now, people don't care what they do on God's day. There, People, from the word of God, this is the word of God, condemns alcohol. Yet... What is being passed down to a lot of younger generation Christians, or so-called Christians anyway, is that it's okay to social drink and, and do a little bit of that as long as you keep it in moderation. Well, that's not Bible truth. See, what's been happening is the truth that has been passed on, the standards that we've been passing on have been undermined. The foundations have begun to be ripped out from underneath the feet of Christians. And so we are losing our solid footing that we can stand for God on. And without that solid footing, we're done for. We cannot be used. Asaph's concerned with getting that truth To them that truth unchanged, truth preserved to the next generation. So that they can pass it to the next generation and so on. So that God's work continues to go forward. So that God's people continue to be blessed. We could pull a bunch of little different things out from from this text. I I believe we could say from this text that there is an importance... Of teaching kids while they're young. You see, the the younger you get them, the more, the more it's going to stick to them. I can't. I think it was, it was either, um, Joseph Stalin or uh, uh, Lenin. I, I can't remember Lenin's first name now. Um, both communist um, dictators there in Russia, one of them said, you give me a child till the age of five, and I'll give you a communist for life. See, even the world, even, even these communist regimes understand the importance of getting children while they're young. Because they can train them, they can indoctrinate them in whatever they want. Because a child will just take whatever he's told and believe it a greater majority of the time. But you teach them enough at a young age, it's going to be ingrained in there and they'll never get it out. No, I'm not talking about th- what they're doing is brainwashing. They're presenting their own ideology so that they can affect them. Well, listen, Satan wants your children. Satan is trying to get there. Even in our country, there is a a major push. There's a reason public schools teach what they do. And a lot of politics may be come into play but really ultimately what it comes down to is a spiritual battle where Satan is trying to get the hearts of our young people so our, our Bible was pulled out of the schools the The mor- morality has been totally undermined totally defaced evolution is what is being taught which is really survival of the fittest so basically men are no better than animals so I mean what difference does it make if we run through a school shooting up everybody I was just more fit than they were, apparently. You know, that's kind of the philosophies that are being passed down, and, and racism and different things like that are really being pushed in a lot of our schools and things right now. That is very, very problematic, especially at that young age, because they'll, they're, they're always going to be stuck with that. We need some Christian parents. That are willing at young ages beginning to take their children and instill in them godly values, Bible values. It's not what we think, it's what the Bible says. That is our roadmap for living. This is that what all truth comes from. We need some parents that would be concerned enough to begin instilling in their children at a young age. Let's get them off the television and get them off the phones which are really just the devil's family altar, let's get them off of those things where Satan is pumping in all the information, all the wickedness that he wants and giving them a taste for the music of the world, the wickedness of the world, the riches of the world, and everything else. Let's get all that out of their system. Let's cut that away and let's get them grounded in the word of God. Let's get a Bible foundation back in them. Let's get them memorizing the Word of God. Let's get them understanding the Word of God. Let's begin showing them the power of the Word of God at a young age. Because that will stick with them. That will help them. That will make them spiritually successful. Everything else will ruin them spiritually. But if we can get in them Bible values, it will go a long ways. It will take them a lifetime. As long as they live, it. You see, it's important to get that the, the truth to them while they're young. It's important to pass it on even while they're young because they, their memory is a whole lot better. They can they can memorize a lot more scripture than than it than I can. That's for sure. And the older you get, the worse the worse and harder it is to memorize. See, in young years they're impressionable. That's why it's important that the the that's why the scripture says the 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 wife and mother is to be a keeper at home not just of the home because she has a godly responsibility a one of the most influential powerful um Position somebody could have. Women are the ones shaping the next generation's society by what they teach their kids. But when mama stepped out of the home and left the kids to the television and the public school, which is really the government and all that, we have lost a lot of the good values that the mom would have been and should have been instilling in them. We've lost those impressionable years. In their lives, and the older they get, the more set they're going to be in their ways, and the more unable to change they will be. We've got to be passing on the truth, preserved, not compromised, but the the complete, powerful, unhindered truth of the Word of God to the next generation. It's vital. To Asaph's point, if it doesn't happen, and if we quit doing that, then they will end up in spiritual defeat. As we begin to go through this chapter, we begin to see, he he begins to pull examples of that. You see the children of Ephraim in verse 9, that turned back in the day of battle. At the end of the chapter, you will find out, let me see if I can see it here you find out that, that God forsook the tabernacle in Shiloh, which was a, a place where Ephraim dwelt. The tabernacle had been at Shiloh, and you'll, that's in, you find that in verse 60. In verse number 67, Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. You see, uh, there was a generation, there was a group there that had the truth but refused to walk in it. They at one point seemed to be in the lead of the other tribes of Israel. Well, because of their disobedience and because of their failure to keep the truth, God rejected them from the leadership. God chose Judah as the primary tribe. And God placed The tabernacle there, where the presence of God was. You see, there is, and I'm not hardly touching the surface, but there are major consequences. If that truth does not get passed down, you will lose your children. You will lose your grandchildren. There will be spiritual judgment that falls on your family, on the churches, and on the society that fails to pass the truth on. We have got to get a generation that is concerned with passing the truth on. We must pass the baton to the next generation. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621, Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.